dear listener, for living in America, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck That's us all, all I got. apparently. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, I hate to tell you guys, um, it's going to be another bummer this week. Uh, you know, we like to plan to have fun. We want to talk about our favorite former uh, Seattle reporter who was back in the news last week. Um, you know, enjoying reaping, but not enjoying sowing and such weather. Sowing and reaping, whatever it goes. But unfortunately, America had different plans. So, you know, obviously everybody is well aware that there was a another mass shooting at another elementary school, something that is now just a part of the great tapestry of living in America, like dying from, you know, transmissible diseases that the government does nothing to stop and everything to spread. Uh, you know, I guess just be murdered in the street by police, just part of the rich tapestry that we get to live in, right? Um, this yeah, time, I mean, in, say, calling it yeah. like another incident really, uh, you know, maybe isn't even the right frame. I mean, we're the assembly, no one is pulling the cord on the assembly line of mass school shootings, you know, it just mm -hmm. keeps, it just keeps rolling out the door like Fords. Yeah. And I guess the Biden administration should put another feather in their cap for returning America back to normal, you know, back when I guess school wasn't in session and was online, uh, we had a, a dearth of mass shootings. We had a target and, uh, poor environment. Yeah. And now, now uh, Biden has brought America back. So there we go. Um, this time it was in Uvalde, Texas. Now, Uvalde is basically roughly southwest of san antonio on the way toward the border it's within the 100 mile border zone uh which is for those that are not aware within 100 miles of an international border that's considered a border zone or rights free territory in the united states um but yeah that'll explain some details in the story that come up later uh but you know the shooting happened and of course Immediately, it became impossible to quite figure out what exactly happened uh, because it was, you know, the press was immediately flooded with lies from the police uh, who essentially lied about every detail of the attack, it seems like at this point. Um, I just saw today there was a reporter for The Verge uh, who was just tweeting today about how they had gotten a recording of the police scanners for the time of the shooting and the 18 minutes from when the police arrive, you know, until 18 minutes after that point is just missing from the recording. So just usual cool stuff of, uh, you know, this armed, uh, you know, army, you know, occupying army that just, you know, fucking does whatever it wants, lies about everything, you know, no, no big deal. Right. <laughs> Again, part of the rich tapestry that is living in America, right? Um, but we thought we'd go over some of the details as we know it at this point, uh, maybe give our two cents on it. I don't know that, you know, not going to be a lot of jokes in this one, I feel like. Um, no, and I mean, is what it you is. know, just to like preface the whole thing, like to explain the 
this exercise, if there is any point to it, uh, you know, you can read the horrifying details of of what went on, you know, online in the newspaper. And uh, I honestly, you can you'll find people uh, pulling their hair out about what we're going to talk about, too. But like. The thing that. I don't think anyone has a serious plan. Uh, you know, even something you're not do someone, the, the people in power are not doing to stop this kind of violence in America. Um, because I think, you know, it's generated by the broadest set of conditions in America. Um, mm. That we are living in a deeply diseased time and place uh, under a highly uh, advanced and alienating form of capitalism that is going to generate uh, this kind of mass violence. Like, you know, we, we just see that it does. Um, you're not going to stop that really by any means at this point, except uh, completely remaking society or, or, or at least, you know, seriously ameliorating uh, major problems of modern capitalism that go back decades you know um uh so i you know i i'm just not i'm like not even interested in really um discussing like oh why did the shooter do this or why does this yeah. happen in america or what does what do role do does the prevalence of guns in america the the availability of assault rifles play obviously it plays a role um and, you know, that's not to discount, like, that completely, but, um, you know, they're already all out there, like, right? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, stop selling them? A good, I mean, first of all, yeah. you're not. You're not going to do that. So, why, you know, and... And nobody's you're, you're, even proposing it. No, no one's really proposing it. I mean, your li libs online are, you know, um, yeah. at, movie actors, um... Sure. Uh, but but no one's seriously no no Democrats are seriously proposing it because even because it is the case that, you know, this isn't even just like a, a Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema type problem. This isn't the maitre d' of the Senate being snooty. You know, it's yeah. um it's a it is a wider thing like it is. It is related. It is backed up. There's a lot of re the main reason we have a lot of guns in America is because we have a massive defense industry. Okay. But like, yeah, we make them, but that is, that is a, a castle on a mountain. Uh, so to undo that, the origin of all this, that you're, you're talking about again, massive systemic revolution. Okay. But also undergirding it, uh, is yeah, the constitution. Sorry. Like it, it literally does say everyone can have guns. You can quibble about commas and shit, but as far as everyone in America is concerned, it says that. And, Again, so the solution there is burn the document, uh, erase yeah. it from the earth and, uh, you know, and the memory of America and start over. So talking about like, oh, how are we not have we not passed gun control yet? Like it is actually a bigger issue than even something like uh, Medicare for all or something, which also is not going to happen. Uh, the yeah. All the interests are are there to keep it in place and like all of the the so the norms of this country are as well 
And again, if what do you stop selling them? What are you going to do? Are you going to send the cops around to the entire country to collect every fucking assault rifle? I mean, yeah, honestly, there'd be more more bodies just because of that. Um, so like the only the re- the only real story here is to understand America better, is to uh, understand the hell you live in, uh, in a in a clearer way, and maybe maybe by uh you understanding it um be prepared to he- <sighs> I, I i don't know what i'm even saying like i i you sit here and you want other people to understand it better yeah it's an yeah. it's an impossible urge to escape as a fucking uh nerd who gives a shit um you should probably stop you should probably just like uh zonk yourself out on zans and like and forget but like you can't i mean i i would like i sit here wanting people to understand america better uh just like you know in i had this fucking conversation brian with certain people in my life in 2020 who stupidly wanted to talk politics all of a sudden after 15 years of that being <laughs> off the fucking table and ask come and ask me about the pigs and I fucking told him we don't speak anymore uh, <laughs> because, you know, they fucking asked. But one of the things that came up in conversation was me describing every fucking mass school shooting that went down since 1997 and exactly yeah. what role the cops played in it. So for me, that's the purpose of this discussion is really internalizing and understanding exactly what this country is and what role police play in it and how that how this maybe more than any other fucking policing issue can help us could potentially maybe if it ever got to them help americans understand the country they live in and the police they think serve them because the fact that they're out killing poor people and black people uh doesn't make an impression on most americans first of all because they're wealthy and racist and don't give a shit but also because there's a a narrative that they're that that's been shoved down their throats and that they are primed to believe because of their class position and racism etc that like well that's the cost of doing business of keeping me safe you know that's like police doing their job Mm -hmm. but this this and of course like if you have a brain or a heart or like care about like have any solidarity with any other human being on earth and like decide to look into it all those other things fall apart as well uh and you come to uh despise the police but again it doesn't make it 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 doesn't get through to most people this is kind of an opposite it's an inverse it's it's not like the tragedies that happen in the course of police doing their jobs it's the tragedies that continue in the course of police blatantly not doing the thing that they're constantly fucking telling you is their only fucking job and the thing yeah i mean it's all it's all right there everything the funding the weapons the fucking culture the politicization the 
the persecuted warrior complex, the the need for safety to protect our communities and our children. It's all there in these moments where children are getting fucking blown away while cops are jerking off uh, and punching out their parents. Yeah. So let's get into this. So, you know, to explain what happened, we're just going to do sort of a little bit of a play-by-play. And... You, you can know, turn this be- off now if you want. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, this is extremely upsetting stuff. Um, so, you know, listen to that. Don't, your own don't list, listen to right? this episode. We're This is for Brian and I. Yeah. We're going to talk this out. <laughs> Just turn it off. Yeah, yeah. Be an adult. Make your own decision. All right. So, basically, the shooter uh, crashed his car outside of a elementary school in Uvalde. They got out, fired the gun a few times, and then were they encountered a school resource officer, which is just a cop who is stationed at a school. Uh, it is extremely unclear at this point because the police have lied incessantly about everything. They claim they exchanged fire. Uh, that seems to be very unclear. Bullshit. Two other police... Yeah, two other police officers from the Valdi PD showed up. Uh, they also claimed to have exchanged fire. Again, seems extremely unclear whether any of this actually happened. Uh, we know they were there, and we know they let the shooter into the elementary school. So, step one, the one thing they were supposed to not do, which is let a shooter armed to the teeth walk into a school full of children, they let happen. They, they, there's no getting past this. They let it happen and they watched and they let him go in three on one before he was in the school, before he was in the building, at least three on one trained armed cops who are, you know, the warrior class of our society who walk around every day, including at school in their fucking body armor with their Batman belts and their fucking Mm -hmm. guns three on one against. Yeah. uh, What? whatever you know lunatic uh creep like you know decided to do this three on one wearing their spartan t-shirts right you know their fucking uh, punisher skulls and blue blue fucking line flag thin thin blue line bullshit yep they said fuck those kids and let the guy go in now before you say oh that's a scary situation who knows what you would do Unarmed teachers by themselves put themselves between their kids and that shooter, as always happens in these things. Teachers, no matter what, regardless, have always put themselves between mass shooters and their students and have died as a result. Police armed to the teeth, covered in more body armor than any army in human history has ever fucking worn into battle hide and let this happen there's no other way to describe it right now the police immediately lied of course because this was obviously looked bad so immediately they told the press oh we exchanged fire but the shooter was covered in ceramic plate body armor he was he looked like that guy and was a lethal weapon three or whatever that's just covered in plate armor and you know the police yep, can't do anything was, about it yep. they just don't got the firepower you know, literally just repeating tropes they're from a 90s movie. killers out here. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. They're, of course, they're picturing it, 
they're picturing the prop bullet with the red pointy tip that yeah you know from that movie uh they're literally say they're implying in this lie like yeah man actually all three of these cops hit him center mast like right in the yeah. heart but they're in fact each bullet piled up on the last but it couldn't get through that body armor yeah the bullets are just pinging off of him now of course it comes out a day later that that's a total lie they just made it up out of thin air like again the police lie uh, if you get nothing else out of this you shouldn't believe a single thing a cop has ever said all right now once the police, you know, the rest of the Uvalde PD and the 18 other police departments that seem to exist in every Texas town, including DPS and constables and Border Patrol, show up. Uh, basically, uh, the Uvalde, if you want to say, Uvalde is a very small town. All right. The second this incident started happening, parents were showing up outside the school. The shooting that the police allowed to happen went on for 40 minutes, so people had plenty of time to get there. The police decided to set up a cordon outside the school to keep the parents from going inside to rescue their own kids. Now, parents sat outside. They yelled at the police. They pleaded with the police to please just go in the school and do something. And the police told them no. Instead, what the police did was they formed a line, just like you would see at any Black Lives Matter protest or anything like that, and started shoving the parents backwards. Some parents were thrown to the ground and restrained. Police had out their tasers because, well, you know, the shooter was armed, so you don't want to confront them. The parents were unarmed, so, you know, police were ready to start tasing the shit out of them, apparently. You know, it honestly, it's fucking grotesque. But don't worry, it gets better. Several police officers who had children in the school decided, you know, I'm going to take it on myself. I'm going to run into the school and save my own child, which they did. They grabbed their own child, you know, their own children and left the school, left all the other children in there to die. Went in to a classroom. You got to figure school's locked down. Doors are locked. Teacher has to unlock the door. Cops knocking on the door, right? Oh my god, thank god the cops are the cop is here. Unlock the door. Yeah. Cop comes in, tunnel vision, grabs their own kid under their arm, runs out, leaves the door swinging behind him with a teacher like, what the fuck? And Yep. There you go. Meanwhile, the parents outside under threat of arrest are, you know, being held off by a line of police, right? I mean, honestly, at this point, I mean, if, if obviously nobody's going to do anything, why not just let the fucking parents go in, I guess? Like, I mean, obviously, we're just going full free for all, right? But of course, you know, that might have interrupted the shooting, which I'm going to go ahead and propose. While the police may not have planned, intended, or you could even say wanted the shooting, are going to be direct beneficiaries of said shooting. And so, you know, look... They institutionally did the thing that protected their institution and got them the most, you know, bang for their buck. And this day, literally. Now, you know, what police did inside the school now is the subject of a lot of speculation. I don't know that we're ever going to know what actually happened here. We do know some facts from some of the kids that survived. Uh, the police directly 
led to, you know, actions from the police directly led to the death of one child. Uh, police officers asking the children to yell if they needed help, you know, caused a kid to leave their hiding place and start yelling for the police, uh, which alerted the shooter to where the child was. And then the shooter promptly murdered them. Um, you know, <laughs> it is just beyond like reason. And what do you even say? I mean, it just speaks for itself. I mean, they, they got a kid killed and then came the really crazy thing, which is the official story from the police or really the media narrative came out was the shooter barricaded themselves inside a classroom and then essentially killed everybody in the classroom. Right. And that's where the majority of the deaths came from. But I want you to hear this. This is from, you know, talking to the press. This from the Department of Public Safety or DPS director, Steve McCraw. Listening to criticism of police officers, he says the bottom line is law enforcement was there. They did engage immediately. They did contain Ramos, the shooter, in the classroom. And this has led several people to ask the question, did the police barricade the shooter inside the classroom? They contained him in a classroom full of children. Yes. They contained him in a classroom full of children. To let him that work out success. his anger, have his tantrum. Yeah. And when he'd hoping, hoping, this, why, okay, let's say it's not just pure cowardice and incompetence and dicking around and they really, someone does have a plan here. What it is, is eventually what happens is they kill everyone they have access to and then they off themselves. And then it's over. Mm -hmm. And then you never have to go in and uh, risk a hair on your head. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> however you want to, I mean, you know, obviously this leads to a lot of questions. Um, but however you want to parse it, apparently according to the police and their spokespeople, this is the measure of success for them. Is they contained a mass shooter inside a room full of children that the mass shooter then promptly killed. Um, so the police narrative from there is that the, <laughs> the border patrol SWAT team showed up. All right. This is where it's important that they're within that 100 mile border zone is that you've crawling with fucking border patrol. Well, but the border patrol. Well, that, so yeah. they had to get there from the border, presumably. And it's not like Uvalde has its own SWAT team. <laughs> yeah, Yavaldi has its own SWAT team. And to be clear, uh, the Border Patrol is also stationed in Yavaldi itself, right? I mean, you know, look, it's a fucking disaster, all right? Yeah, there's um, pictures going around of but, the Uvalde SWAT team all decked out like they're, you know, ready to fight uh, a war against the machines. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, literally. And so they call in their own Azov battalion, right? And, uh, you know... I guess just like the real Azov Battalion, it turns out, they weren't too thrilled to engage an actual person who shoots back. Um, but the Border Patrol SWAT team sat outside. Uh, they decided that they couldn't breach the door. So what they did was they called a school official over, had the school official unlock the door and open it for them. So this is the police narrative. Special right, so, weapons and tactics, like opening yeah. doors. 
the special tactic is call a civilian over and have them do be a human shield for you. So I mean, again, this you, is their narrative. You, he could is, they couldn't just get the key from him. Yeah, apparently not. Well, I mean, look, we can all agree if you're trying to unlock a door, it's going to make noise. And then as you open it, that also makes noise, which is going to cause the shooter to probably shoot at the door area. So if there's one thing, if there's one special tactic that you want to have is to not be the person on the other side of the door. So what you do is you call in one of our most expendable members of our population. Uh, there probably weren't any children nearby, so they couldn't have a child do it. So they called in one of the school staff to do it instead, right? Not any They're live like, oh, children. What's, yeah, what's our next most expendable character, right? And they brought them in and had them do it. Uh, in my view of probably how this actually happened is once the door opened, then the Border Patrol SWAT grabbed the staff member and, like, human shielded them through the fucking door. Yeah, probably. So they went inside, you know? I mean, uh, at which point the Border Patrol... Uh, you know, again, this is the police story up to this point. They've lied about everything, so who fucking knows? But the, you know, Border Patrol then killed the shooter, right? Yeah, now, bullshit. Border this Patro is what actually happened. We know yeah. that uh, what they're supposed to do is go in and kill the fucking shooter immediately. Not let them in the building, kill the shooter. What they know, how these things go down is the shooters kill everyone they have access to, and then they kill themselves. And I'm telling you right now, that is what the fuck happened here. Because the narrative yeah. is like, well, we can't just rush in. That's why it took us an hour. We have to do this special thing because, you know, there's a gunman in there killing people and more people could get killed. So, okay, so they let everyone get killed first. So it's not them rushing in that gets everybody killed. But I I'm sorry, like at that point, I what they were waiting for was him to kill himself. And that's what he did. Yeah. I'm telling you that right now. That guy killed himself after killing everybody else. That when they were fairly certain of that, then they rushed in and put a bullet in his head and double tapped him, and yeah. are going to cl claim that he killed himself. That's yeah. what happened. And again, I mean, you know, we'll probably never know uh, because the police are liars. They've lied about everything in this story. And the press is not curious, so they're not going to actually investigate it. And, you know, who fucking knows, right? Um, now, so that this leads to sort of the, you know, the kind of what now of the whole situation. Um, it's worth noting that the Uvalde Police Department takes up 40% of the city budget. There's not a, a single department that's even close to the size of the Uvalde Police Department. Uh, their budget's something over like four million. I think it's four and a half million dollars out of the city budget, which is about eleven million. Uh, the streets part of the budget, which is the next largest portion, and is by far like the next largest portion, is only a million dollars. So I mean, hmm. you know, the the police are far and away the largest part of the city budget. Now the school district also has its own police department, right? So I mean. We're just talking the Uvalde PD, not the 15 other police departments or whatever that seem to coexist again in every single town in America, right? Or the Border Patrol budget or anything fe like Yeah, that. federal cops so, too, you know? You know. Um, you know, like I said, the school district has its own police officers. They were there on the scene, right? All this kind of stuff with you know, before the shooting happened. Um, you know... <laughs> This is the whole argument for the police, right? 
this this is they exist to stop this right i mean this is their whole point right uh we're supposed to be okay with them you know shooting every black person they meet on a traffic stop because of this we're supposed to be okay with them uh brutalizing homeless people because of this yeah, we're supposed to be okay with them hitting people with their fucking cars. All the fucking, but we're supposed to be okay with the fact that they like rape fucking every woman they meet, that they beat all like like to a man beats their fucking kids and wives, right? This all this stuff is supposed to be made okay because they're gonna stop this, right? Taking up for the reason why Uvalde, you know, look, I've been in Uvalde before. Like the reason why there's no fucking infrastructure in Uvalde. It's because you have to pay for this, right? And what what did putting up with all that shit, what did all that, what does that get us? Just a fucking pile of dead kids. And, you know, protected property, home values, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we get to the point what the real function of the police is, right? Which is obviously not fucking stopping this kind of shit, right? Um, it turns out the the beating up the homeless is their actual point. Um, yeah. So, like, it needs to, I don't know, does it need to be said that this is literally what has happened at every single one of these? This is what happened at yeah. Columbine. They waited for fucking, I think, an hour and a half in that case. Again, the yeah. timing is different every time because every time it takes a different amount of time for the shooter to find everyone they want to kill and then kill themselves. And yeah. that's when the police go in. Yeah. Uh, in that case, in the first case, well, the, where they were maybe, you know, caught a little off guard, even though very similar situation, very quickly, 17 fucking police agencies showed up armed to the teeth with their fucking uh, body armor and guns, which they already had at that time. It's already, correct me if I'm wrong, there were already uh, officers in Columbine High School, at yep. least one. Yep, um, uh, already at the two time. armed security guards at Columbine when yeah. this happened. Yeah, and uh, CCTV and... and all the security bullshit yep. that you know we're told is going to stop all this. Yeah, and that time they they hadn't advanced the technology and training to um, coordinating them into one classroom, uh, so they let them roam throughout the entire school basically, uh, or at least an entire wing of the school, um, for like an hour and a half or so murdering uh like what like 25 people um before killing themselves and this is the scene that has played out at every single one of these ever since um because but you you may ask like why you know what is the plan what should the plan be what is the what are we told the plan is and i mean you tell me, Brian. Like, what are we? What are we told by police? By policing in America, is their plan for this? If it's not, because they're not coming out and saying, "Look, our plan here, when one of these mass shootings happen, is to isolate the shooter in what is a conveniently small uh, space for us at the moment, depending on where he is when we show up, uh, with the people he's going to kill. Let him kill those people and himself." And then we'll go in and and uh, say whatever we want about it. That's not what they're saying, you know. Uh, that's what they they basically let us know uh, after it happens. But that's not what they're saying, you know. When called, they're called into like congressional testimony uh, after these things happen or something. Like they're not saying like, look, what we're training our cops to do is this: to wait around while the gunman kills children. 
So what are yeah. they saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, so in 2018, Police Magazine, uh, they did this special report on keeping schools safe, right? And you can kind of go through that and get an idea of what uh, the police plan is, right? Which they, they surveyed, you know, 43,000 cops and asked them, you know, what measures would you take to prevent school shootings and improve response or improve response to them? And the, <laughs> I mean, the answers are telling, you know, the first one is obviously they should have more cops in the schools. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, so three, three on one wasn't enough in this scenario. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe you should, maybe you should have a battalion of cops in every school, 1000 cops in every school in America. Right. Um, very convenient, you know. Obviously, that inflates police budgets, and it's just a yeah, make work. More program, jobs so. for more easy jobs for cops, who then yeah. you know, if you, you get the perks of, uh, you know, having an easy job where you stroll around a school at no risk to yourself, and yeah. you know, uh, you get to abuse children at the same time. You get yeah. to arrest them, tase them, uh, rape them often enough, and yeah. uh, you're set up perfectly to do that every day. As any high school cop will tell you, it's a great place to pick up chicks. Yeah. The, you know, the second most, uh, you know, hit response was that they should harden the target. All right. By which they mean is invest in more security tech for all schools. Now, again, this is a uh, the police and the security tech industry are fully intertwined. Right. Um so basically saying you should buy more bullshit from our friends. Now, as we just mentioned, you know, Columbine had a lot of that security tech already. The closed circuit TVs, the locking gates, all that bullshit, right? Um, but the police answer is, you know, the school is not enough like a prison. And everybody knows if there's one place in America where there's no violence, it's prisons. So make it look like a prison, right? Uh, now, one of the... <laughs> popular write-in you know expansions on this was about you know i love that cops they always have this military talk right where they're like oh you know we gotta uh reduce the number of ingress and egress points used you know and create tactical (laughs) tactical uh funnels at these points where you can you know check people for weapons well ted cruz parroted this by the way when asked you know about the shooting uvalde And he said, you know, we have to harden the schools, right? So using the the cop talk, right? And then came up with the same brilliant solution that apparently the police have, which is uh, schools should just have one door. Every school building should just be one building with one door, I guess, at the front, right? Because so they said back doors are bad. So the fr- I guess one door at the front of the school uh, that's locked at all times and has, I guess, an army of police right there at the door um, an, ar- an army of police to let the shooter in the one door yeah <laughs> they, they and, guard and the then, door and cordon him in the whole school yeah i mean yeah again like i yeah you keep adding all this security bullshit and these cops they're but you know they're cowards so it's not gonna help yeah and, and that's, you know, that's understand it's like what you know that that's the key here like the most dangerous people are always cowards. And yeah. that's that's who we're talking about here. The worst people in America become cops because they are cowards. 
They're cowards yeah. who want to abuse people. They want to use that power to abuse people, to murder people, and they want and they are quick to pull out their guns and uh, confront unarmed people and murder them. The second there is any possible threat to a hair on their head, they're cowering like pussies behind their cars. Yeah, and I mean, you know, every bit of police training that they get from the academy on through their, you know, initial like ride alongs in their first few months to, you know, just what they get from the department itself tells them that the only life that matters is their own and that their number one job is protecting their own life, right? They literally, even if they weren't cowards, violent cowards going into it, they're literally trained to be. Now, yeah. a lot of people were pointing out on Twitter uh, that this confusion that some pundits were having, you know, about like why the police wouldn't go in, pointed out that actually, <laughs> by law, police are under no obligation to protect anybody but themselves. And, you know, that this was actually affirmed by the Supreme Court. Some people remember uh, this, you know, I mean, you know, who could remember of all the mass violent events in America, but uh, about 10, 11 years ago, I think it's 2010, there was a, a guy in the New York City subway who on one of the trains just started stabbing people. Uh, there was a group of, I think, four NYPD officers who, upon seeing this, locked themselves into, uh, you know, there's like a, at the end of the train, there's like a security cabin with like a locking door. Mm -hmm. They lock themselves into that and then just watch the stabbing play out, right? Um, ultimately, it was a New York City citizen who tackled the stabber, right, while getting stabbed in the head several times himself uh, and knocked the knife away, at which point, once the knife had been safely knocked away and the attacker subdued, the police unlocked the security door, came out, and swooped in to heroically make the arrest, which they then tried to claim was their, you know, intervention, you know, saved the day. Uh, the man who'd been stabbed multiple times actually stopping the attack then sued NYPD in the city of New York uh, for the police essentially not doing their job and, you know, letting him get injured in the way that he did. Uh, the Supreme the case went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled the police are under no obligation to help anybody at any time. Yeah. That people is, are confused that's about That's what you're funding. That's that's what all this money went to. Uh, um, yeah, the, this idiot, this absolute dork, Chris Hayes from uh, right MSNBC, this is his... What a fucking coward. Please, please, please tell me the local police didn't set up a cordon outside the school for 40 minutes while the gunman inside was murdering children. I refuse to believe this is what happened. I think we're missing something. Fuck you. I mean, this yeah. is like, look, there, there's two levels to it. It's like, you're a fucking idiot for not for being a fucking journalist and not knowing that this is literally what's happened at every one of these for 25 years. But also, like, this is part of how we cover for police we act yeah. shocked like we don't know this is normal procedure for all their crimes for yeah. for the murders they do and the murders they don't prevent for the rapes they do and the rapes they do not investigate for every other fucking thing we go oh my gosh this is 
uh, I'm astonished by this because that signals that this must be rare, that this can't possibly be this insanely common occurrence that is extremely well documented, that has been uh, investigated uh, by both like uh, government bodies and uh, journalists like time and time again, though no one ever really pays attention to either, you know? Yeah. Um, this is that you're just this this fucking clown and so many other people journalists politicians are you know just doing the work of uh covering for this system that uh you know by acting shocked by pretending to be fucking flabbergasted Mm -hmm. that this could go on yeah by pretending this is some sort of anomaly as opposed to the rule right and you know it's worth noting that for yeah for since columbine we've been told that oh the police we need to have cops in schools right we need to have uh you know SWAT teams and all this to deal with these types of events right all things now we had worth, at the time yeah it's worth noting all that shit existed school since the sixties as you have written yeah. uh extensively on so yeah I mean just like you know the highway shootout in L A was used to justify giving the police fucking tanks and machine guns um these are all post facto justifications right. The thing has already happened. The police are already in the school. The SWAT teams are already there. But, you know, people then finally see it on TV for themselves, get scared. And then after the fact, the media swoops in and says, oh, this is why we need these things. Right. You know, uh, and then demands more money for the police. Um, It's (laughs) I mean, it's grotesque. I mean, we've been. We've been told this is why we have to shove all our city budgets towards the police. It's why we can't afford textbooks because the schools have to hire police officers and things like that. We've been told all this stuff that this would stop it, right? And nobody for a second has ever stopped to say, I mean, what, what journalists have you ever seen ask this question? Or which politician have you ever seen ask a question? How come you know, we were told we had to do this and the only thing that's happened since we've done it is more shootings? Not only more shootings, but the frequency has increased. The number of deaths have increased. Somebody pointed out that more children have died at school being shot this year than fucking cops have died being shot this year, right? Like, I mean, mister, it's the most dangerous job, fuckers. It's more dangerous to just be a kid at school at this point than it is to be a cop, all right? Like, and the police are a critical element in making that so. Yeah. You know? Because they're the only thing we're doing. Because yeah. by saying, like, what we need is police, you're not doing anything else. You know, you're not addressing this on any other level. Again, I, I, I'm kind of pessimistic about the possibility of doing that, short of like massive systemic change. But you're certainly not doing anything. And as we can, we it's easy enough to imagine that even a slightly less shittier form of policing in this country. Uh, could, you know, maybe have saved half of those kids at the cost of, I don't know, at the risk of one or two of their lives, maybe, but probably not. Uh, And who cares? Yeah. You know, I... (laughs) And, I mean, the thing is, too, is, like, just the police not being there might have even been a benefit, right? Yeah, because other people could have stopped them, yeah. Could have stopped. Yeah, they they literally prevented parents from running in and and trying to deal with this themselves from putting their own lives on the line to save their kids and 
and try and stop the shooter. Um, because the thing is, that is a possible thing to do. I mean, that is a way you can just tackle a guy. Uh, he might shoot you first, but he can't shoot everybody. Uh, sometimes he can't yeah. shoot anybody. It's actually kind of hard to shoot someone who's, uh, you know, running at you to tackle you, especially if there's multiple of them. It's not, it's not that easy. It's pretty easy, you know, for a cop to shoot someone in handcuffs on the ground. Uh, it's pretty easy for a, a crazed gunman to kill a kid hiding under a table. Um, yeah, it's not so especially easy. Once, especially once the kid's trapped in the fucking room with them by a bunch of fucking pigs. But yeah, yeah. But, you know, you know that, is a po- that is a way. You don't actually, you don't need the body armor and the SWAT team to stop a gunman. You just need to not be a huge pussy and mm-hmm. maybe have some fucking help um, and be willing to put your life on the line, which everybody in America except the cops are. Because that's why you become a cop, because you're a scared pussy, scared by your own life. And then, yeah. as you said, everything about American policing reinforces that. Um and you know tells you yes it is good and right and correct that you're a scared pussy uh and this is exactly how you should act and i mean we should talk a little bit you know i mentioned earlier that this is obviously going to be an enormous windfall for the police right their budgets are going to increase right more of your education dollars are going to go towards policing and security tech for schools. That's going to be as you've written, the country, right? Has, has happened. happened as they've put schools in kit, uh, cops in schools. They've taken the money to pay for them out of school budgets time and time again. Yep. Yep. So literally, I mean, you know, police have become exactly like the defense department, right? It's impossible to figure out how much America spends on defense because money from the energy budget goes to the defense department, Right. Money for Veterans Affairs is hidden in the public health budget, right? Like, the Pentagon sticks its fingers into every part of the federal budget and is Mm -hmm. taking money out of there, too. So it has these sort of black budgets that exist across the federal government. So it's impossible to understand how much money they take. It's probably about a trillion dollars a year. Now, for the police, it's the same way. Their fingers are in every fucking part of the city budget, Mm -hmm. county budget, etc., right? So just what you see, just that line item that says police budget doesn't even give you an accurate picture of what they're taking, right? And what they're taking from. Yeah, because at any given time, like most of the police budget is going to, you know, gadgets and guns and shit. And the rest is going to cops sitting on their ass, eating burgers in their car, uh, idling like fumes into the air. But if a cop is doing anything other than sitting on their ass in their car in in cooperation with any other a, uh, government agency, a lot of the time, such as a parks department or a school district, a lot of the time, the in one way or another, the police department is billing that agency for their time. Yeah. Like, and- <laughs> that, they, that works different ways, different places, but there are... are Way, times when like that is the case where like you know oh you need a school resource officer well we've got eighty thousand cops we could send one to stand at your school but actually we're going to make a program where the school district pays for that out of their budget so let's talk about one of the things that you know police you know what what are the things please do with all this money you're about to give them right so right after columbine there was this guy who you come into prominence a little bit later named eric prince who was just looking for a way to make a little extra cash while getting to play army. 
and he built this building out of one of his compounds where he did SWAT training. And he called it Are You Ready High School? And he invited police departments from around the country who paid princely sums to the man, uh, you know, in school police departments, etc., to come and do active shooter drills, right? And mm -hmm. so getting back to the what's the police plan, this is the fantasy they enacted. According to Prince, you know, he would stock the school full of people who would play children, right? Who are supposed to be the high school students or whatever in this case, right? Uh, he would also have a significant number of the high school, you know, students would actually be the shooters pretending to be victims, right? So that when the police are raiding the school, they would have to treat every child as if they were there to kill the police officer, right? Like, mm. this is, you know... This is how the police approached the idea of a school shooting was we are the ones in danger. The police officers, we're in danger. The children are a potential uh, threat to us, right? Just like U.S. soldiers in Vietnam would look at every Vietnamese person and say, that's a potential Viet Cong, right? Who could pull a gun out and shoot me at any time. This is the approach that they were taught, right? At are you ready high, right? They would go in yeah they would have you know actors who play children who are actually the shooters they would have hidden bombs they would do mass execution scenarios that you know the police would partake in all this kind of shit right all for huge money i mean this is what the police do for their vacation right this is the fun they like to get in now that has since moved from are you ready high school to lots of school districts use their own schools now as the you know, staging ground for these little exercises. So Judson High School in San Antonio gets used for the uh, Northside School District to, you know, for their uh, staging ground to pretend, you know, do the little pretend raids. Uh, famously in Indianapolis, uh, the teachers union filed a grievance with the state because during the practice session at, you know, when the police were doing their practice school shooter raids at their school, the police lined all the teachers up, you know, face down against a wall and then shot them with fucking, you know, airsoft guns to so the teachers would be ready to, you know, I guess to, to simulate a mass execution. Yeah. yeah. Uh, teachers are individually called into an office and the police just shot them with airsoft guns. Right. They would black bag the teachers heads. The teachers were brought into, you know, be the model students or whatever in this class, in this whole situation. Um yeah, you if, know, you don't uh, if you don't hear that and understand that all that's really happening here is adolescent, violent, cowardly psychopaths just like having fun, then yeah, I, I doing know, their fantasy, yourself. yeah, which is their fantasy is killing teachers and students, right? By the way, who do you think is going to all these fucking school board meetings and yelling at the fucking school board about the teachers being groomers and shit? Like, I mean. All this shit is tied together, right? We're Again, we're talking yeah. about the rich tapestry that is the right-wing psychopath in America, right? But, you know, that is actually the plan that police have been engaging in, which is have, play fun and games with all the money you have, fantasize about killing the teachers at your local school who you think are too woke or whatever, right? Uh, do pretend army where you go scorched earth on some fucking school just mowing kids down, right? Uh, fantasize that you're the one in danger in a school shooting and not the children, right? The children are actually the enemy, the enemy within, right? You know, 
each one a potential Viet Cong, you know, out to get you, right? I mean, their fantasies are are like they're taken from Vietnam War movies, not even from the war itself, right? I mean, it's just it's pure psychopathy, right? Right wing fucking psychopathy. Now, for politicians, right? And so, yeah, they're gonna be flooded with money. Now, there's a whole arms industry that all they do is build bullshit security tech for schools. Everything from emergency shields for teachers that you would put like next to the fire extinguisher so that when, you know, a sh- when the shooting does happen, the teacher just grabs the shield and like Captain America, I guess, you know, fucking takes on the students, you know, um, they build little drone robots to go around, you know, to fly around the school or wheel around the school and videotape students as they walk around. Right. Can't see that going wrong. Um, you know, Again, the you know most schools at this point have it, but security gates, um, you know, uh, metal detectors, like electronic locks, yeah, metal detectors, electronic locks for doors, CCTV, basically anything that the prison industry would have had, you know, thirty years ago, forty years ago, your school had twenty years ago. Um, so essentially, like I said, make the schools look like the safest place in America, a fucking prison. Um, you know, that's where all the money's going to go. It's going to be a huge windfall. All those guys are licking their chops. The armaments industry, it couldn't be... They were popping champagne the second they heard this fucking shooting happen, all right? That's why, by the way, you're not going to get any sort of reform, right? A lot of people make a lot of money off these shootings. Billion-dollar industries make a lot of money off the shootings. They own all your politicians that you're pleading with, you know, not our listeners, but the fucking good libs out there pleading with are all purchased, bought and purchased, right? Now, this gets to the unrealistic solutions that are being offered, which is, yeah, the single door solution. Uh, The Federalists said, what if we just didn't (laughs) have schools anymore? The triangle shirtwaist solution. Yeah, I mean, look, it doesn't take a genius to figure out why having only one door to school. I mean, forget the fact that it would just make mass shooting situations worse. Forget the fact that, yeah, if a fire happened, you'd essentially be killing all the kids in the school because you have one door that's locked at all times. You just like, 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 we just like the the answer is just like make America worse and worse. You know, how would this even function? My high school had my high school had close to 5000 students at it. One, we'd have to build one building large enough to house 5000 students and then march them through one door. (laughs) I on its face, it's this talk. is fantasy land. It's baby talk. It's baby talk for babies, which is all of Ted Cruz's base, so they love it. But it's baby talk for babies, right? I mean, you know, again, the Federalists saying just get rid of schools altogether. I mean, I, I know this is a conservative goal and dream state, and God damn it, we're we're getting there. You know, I mean, on every front, they are they're gun they're working toward getting rid of public schooling. Yeah. This is only going to help. But, I mean, it's not like libs have better plans, right? Their whole thing, is, their big thing they've come up with is we should tighten background checks on gun purchases. And it's like, I'm going to venture a guess that this kid, it sounds like purchased the guns himself, he's 18 years old, didn't have a felony in his background, right? You know, probably wasn't going to pop on a background check. We know a lot of shooters. This is their first felonious crime if you will yeah right background checks don't stop mass shootings i'm sorry like it, it it's just fantasy land this is just retreat into fantasy 
It is not actually stopping any of the things. Now, it's the one thing the weapons industry will kind of bend on, maybe. They fought it before, but sometimes they've let background checks go through. So that's why Democrats are doing it. It's the one thing the gun lobby will maybe let them do. Now, if they got serious about it and tried to pass it, they'd find out whether that was true or not. And then, of course, if the NRA said no, they would not vote for it, right? And just say, oh, Kristen Cinema, Joe Manchin, who can do anything? right we're only the party in power what what are, what are we even capable of doing but for the most part you know gun regulation because the police i mean one doesn't actually attack the problem it also it is in the hands of police and police are going to do with gun regulation what police do with everything which is if you're a white male which is the typical mass shooter in america you can have all the guns you want if you are black and own a handgun you might get fucking murked in your fucking car. You know, that's how gun regulation works in America, right? The reason why it doesn't work isn't the idea that regulating guns or controlling gun flow or something like that is bad. The reason why it doesn't work is because this country is fucking racist and this country doesn't give a shit about actually stopping any of this stuff. That's why it doesn't work. But and beca- because fucking the fantasy entire, um, the entire apparatus of law enforcement is not does not exist to do anything good and the laws even if you might yeah. think they sound like a good idea in this country are almost exclusively used to oppress people yeah uh in you know in unequally uh, applied for other purposes than what you might think they're for you know that's the case with everything as we always say everything is illegal in America already and if you are poor or black, or for some other reason, uh, a part of a class of people that needs to be gotten out of the way of somewhere, something, or someone, those laws are going to be used against you. And if uh, you're not that, then you're fine. Go do whatever you want. I think we just wanted to, I mean, look, you know, it's fucking bleak, guys. Um, I think we would just close out with one last sort of bit of news from uh, Texas, right? Uh, the uh, Cisneros, the primary between Henry Quaylar and Jessica Cisneros, the results hilariously came in this week, too. It appears that uh, Quaylar has, you know, just edged out Cisneros by 177 votes. Quaylar is pro-gun, anti-abortion, he thinks abortion should be illegal across the board. He votes with, Rep- he's the nine-time fucking rep out of you know the 28th district he votes with republicans on pretty much everything the entire democratic establishment went all out to get quaylar this win to to drag his corpse across the finish line with just 177 votes out of 40 plus thousand votes um that's the democratic party that's who they are right at their heart we said you know after the abortion thing you should forget about this party give up on them this is the final thing like i mean if this doesn't convince people i don't know what yeah that's look, what the democratic uh, party is celebrating this week yeah yeah well look okay in new york uh coastal liberal uh capital fucking one of the only like places in america that's really seriously tried gun control again used 
ex- almost exclusively to uh uh terrorize black populations um mayor eric adams uh a black cop himself uh this is his uh this is his take on the whole thing a, a passenger on the q train referring to the the subway shooter uh, a month ago in new york families shopping in buffalo of course we know that happened school children in texas this is fueled by america's toxic gun culture the response is not meeting the threat well he's right there law enforcement so the response is not meeting the threat the response being <laughs> the cops right yeah, that's what, and that, that's clear. Yeah. We've just laid that out. He's right, and you know what? Again, it's a lot more than this, but he's not wrong that it's partially fueled by America's toxic gun culture. The response is not meeting mm. the threat. Okay, but this is this is what he says that means. Law enforcement is getting guns and killers off the street. <laughs> they need, needed. they need the power to keep them off. So this is just just dirty hairy shit. Just like, oh, the fucking bleeding heart judges mm-hmm. are just letting fucking killers back out on the street. Yep. This is the same fucking right-wing psycho narrative. This is a Democrat, the black Democratic mayor of New York City, yeah, yeah. saying uh, what we need is to put more people in prison longer. Um, you know, a country that yeah. literally has more of its population behind bars at any time than any society in the history of the world, putting to shame any authoritarian regime you can think of any other authoritarian regime fully like yeah one percent of america literally like behind a set of bars right now yeah um one in 75 men in america are in prison literally currently that's an incredible thing (laughs) yeah literally like at any given moment not ever in their life not ever in their life right now oh no that'd be significantly higher oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i mean mean, two-thirds um the so what he say but so they need the power to keep them off so that's either yet dramatically uh increasing sentences building double the prisons in america again at levels never before seen on the Mm -hmm. face of the earth already um so what what's the next escalation i mean he's just talking about like you know, uh, executing more people on the street, doing Judge Dread, right? And I would have the fucking yeah. fucked up thing is I would have more respect for the Democrats who are all going to say this shit if they said, you know what, we're going to kill two birds with one stone. We're going to pack the Supreme Court with cops. Yeah, thousands of cops. All make make them all Supreme Court justices. Give them the power of judge, jury, and executioner so that they can just just uh execute shoplifters the homeless or anyone who makes a weird post uh online I, that would be that would be some that would be like something but they're gonna talk like that mm. like that's what we need uh we need to give cops more power to just murder people but what they're gonna do is just give them more money uh, and then the exact yeah. same things are going to keep happening, just more so. There's going to be more and more cops not stopping school shootings, not uh, stopping any other kind of crime, not even, you know, waiting when, uh, you know, I, I mean, 
uh, waiting 45 minutes to respond to an active like uh, robbery call. The ones that actually do come in, the 1% of calls of like someone actually immediately in trouble that do come in to uh, a 911 center, they're going to continue. There's just going to be more cops waiting 45 minutes to respond to that after they log uh, on their computer that they've taken the call and are responding. So so to let it, just like in a school shooting, to let it like play out and die down so they can show up and get a statement, see who's dead or what's happened and, and move on with their lives. They're going to keep doing that. They're going to keep committing more rapes than they investigate. And there'll just be more of them and they'll be richer. And they'll just be a more yeah. entrenched like political uh, and politicized yep. class of uh, warrior psychos. And that's it. They're not even going to try and improve that, just expand it. Yeah. And I mean, you say it sounds like Dirty Harry. I mean, another thing you could say is it sounds like the Clintons and I don't know, Joe Biden, right? Right. In the 1990s. And that was our great prison boom. And I don't know. I mean, we've mentioned this before. I expect in every way that we're just going to have another prison boom. Maybe we'll get that population up to five million, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, expect even more of your city budget to go to the cops, right? Expect even more of your school budget to go to the cops, right? Eventually, the police are going to be one hundred percent of every budget. You know that that is the that's the only direction we're moving at this point. Um, I will note that, uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Fuck it, I don't even give a shit. Some fucking dork from New York is trying to blame uh, poor Latino voters for Quailers win. Fuck him. Um, you know, I don't know. Take a trip to Texas once in your life, you fucking loser. All right. Uh, all right. So anyways, uh, fuck it. Listen, there. listen here. Uh, some of the shit is too depressing. I can't get into it. <laughs> this has been enough. Uh, I'll, Look, I'll we put a link say, in like. The- we didn't even, you know, it, what's the body count up to now? I mean, you want to really, yeah, uh, you want a real downer? Like, is it now at 20? Is it now at, at 19 kids and one teacher? Or? I think it's at 22 at this point. Jesus I mean, Christ. Yeah. Point. I mean, um, uh, yeah. And I mean, the one thing that's going to happen is that we're going to, I guess the only solution for schools is we're just going to continue doing mass shooter drills. I, mean, I, you know, it's too difficult to get into at this point. Uh, Look, in the show notes, we'll put a link to the article about police and schools. You can read about that long history. It had never had anything to do with protecting kids. Just know that. Uh, we'll put a link to, there's an interesting Twitter thread of teachers talking about mass shooter drills and what it actually does to their children and what the teachers are told to do in the drills, which is fucking horrifying. Uh, so read at your own risk. Um, they're taught to have the same mentality that cops do and to sacrifice their own kids. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll put a link to that. Look at it at your own risk. Um, yeah, fuck. Sorry. Hey, you know who I'm also sorry to? Sorry, Amin. Uh, you're our new patron. Sorry you got called out on this episode. Fuck, that sucks. Uh, maybe we'll call your name out again next time when somebody actually has a chance of listening through the whole fucking episode. Uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for today. You done, Greg? Yeah, I'm done. I gotta go to work. All right. All right, let's fucking end it. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.